Welcome to Mute the Roar, the podcast, where we learn how to calm the beast in our brain and learn to live a more mindful and healthy life. Mute the Roar provides a space to talk about mental health and life experiences through the lens of compassion. The goal is to learn tools and strategies on how to obtain peace of mind. This podcast is connected to my blog, mutetheroar.blogspot.com, where I will go into more detail about some of the topics I discuss on here. So please be sure to check that out as well. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning into the second episode of Mute the Roar. So I was actually going to start with a different topic, but I actually wanted to cover one of my posts that, one of my first posts that I made. Um, which was about catastrophizing. So if you would like to read the corresponding post that goes with this episode, it's titled, What's the Worst That Could Happen? So as I said, today I want to talk about catastrophizing uh, because I think it's something I see people do all the time, and I myself have a habit of doing it. I'm, I'm getting better, but still, still a habit. Um, I wanted to talk about it because, you know, it's something that's not very helpful, it's not productive, and it's something that we want to fight against as much as possible. So let's, uh, you know, quickly brush over what catastrophizing is. So catastrophizing is a cognitive distortion where you basically assume the worst case scenario will happen in a situation. So I like to call it doomsday mode because you literally feel like the world is ending. You just think, oh, this is just the worst thing ever. The world, my life is over, you know, and, and it's completely irrational. Yet, we all do it from time to time. So, for example, how many of you, when you were in school, or maybe you're still in it, I don't know, you thought every test you took was so important that it would affect your future? You know, it's like, oh my god, what if I fail this test, then then I'll fail the class, and then if I fail the class, I won't graduate, and if I I don't graduate, I'll never get a job, and, you know, I I don't know why I'm using the the 1940s radio voice, but but that's what I think of, like, that's what it sounds like in my head, you know, I mean, when you say it out loud, it sounds crazy, but but that's literally what goes in our heads sometimes, it's just this, like, snowball, it just keeps growing and growing and growing, we end up thinking just, like, the worst thing is gonna happen, so, uh, there's a book called Claim Your Power by Mastin Kip. I would highly, highly recommend it. I'm probably going to talk about it a lot throughout my podcast. But the reason I'm mentioning it now is because there's a section where he mentions how most of our fears are irrational. And that deep down, we think that we're just going to die somehow. Uh, you know, like, oh my god, I can't take this risk with my business because I might I might lose all my money and then I'll die. You know, or, oh, I can't date this person because they might leave me and I'll be so lonely, I'll die. You know, like, oh, of course it's, it's silly. But that's sort of the core of where a lot of our fears are coming from. It's, you know, kind of like the more primal side of our brain that's trying to keep us alive. But now it's overgeneralizing and fearing things that we don't need to be so scared of. And, you know, the funny part is... Most of the stuff we worry about doesn't end up happening. And if it does, it, you know, it doesn't turn out as bad as we expected. And, you know, I know I used to catastrophize a lot and I would think my world was crashing down, but hey, I'm still here. I'm, I'm kicking it. You know, and you are too. You're listening to my podcast. You've survived everything. So, you know, it, it still though is a pretty nasty habit. And, you know, I used to do it a lot and, you know, I still do it from time to time. So I... 
Remember when I had my very first job, I faced so many challenges in it that I eventually had to make this really tough decision to quit. And I just completely went into doomsday mode. You know, I thought my career was over and it had just started, but I, I just thought my career is over. I thought there's no way I'm going to find a job in the middle of the year because I was working in education. And I just thought, you know, I would be unemployed for the rest of the year. And then I thought I would not be able to find a job ever again <laughs> because I, I quit and it would, it would look so bad to future employers. And then I thought, oh, wow, maybe I'm going to have to change careers. Okay, do you see how I'm <laughs> catastrophizing and I'm snowballing all this? And it, it's so crazy because I had just gotten my master's. You know, I mean, it, it, was, it was just nuts. So what I basically was doing was I was trying to predict the future, which is a skill I don't possess. And as far as I know, none of us can. But I was just assuming the worst when the reality was not actually as bad (laughs) because I found a job within two months and it was a mid-year teaching position too, which is pretty good, kind of a rare find. And I'm thankful to say I've been successful ever since. And the reason I told this story was to illustrate an important strategy to remember when, when trying to conquer catastrophizing, which is just to remember that we're not fortune tellers. We cannot predict the future, so there really isn't any point in worrying ourselves so much that we make ourselves sick. And, you know, going with this, I do have to talk about COVID-19 because I see a lot of people turning into fortune tellers when it comes to how long we'll have to deal with all of this. And I understand how scary it is, um, especially because even the experts don't know. You know, we don't see, you know, Dr. Fauci coming on TV with a crystal ball going, uh, yeah, you know, it's going to end around uh, February 2021. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen. But people love to predict anyway, right? And, And of course, people love to predict the worst. That's always what we hear about, the worst. But at the end of the day, we just don't know. And I know that's really scary because, you know, now we can kind of Mad Lib style fill in the blank of when we think this is all going to end. And if, if not end, at least when things will go back to normal a little bit. But we just don't know when that'll happen. And maybe your worst fear will come true, but maybe it won't. We just don't have proof either way. But that's actually another strategy I talked about on my blog on how to approach catastrophizing. Is there proof? You know, p- put your thoughts on trial. Where's the evidence? Where's the evidence that this, this terrible thing you think is going to happen? Where's the evidence it's going to happen? You know, this isn't back to the future. You know, this isn't, you, you, you can't time travel, right? Unless you can time travel, good luck finding it. So, you know, we can make predictions based off of science, um, but we still do not have an exact answer. So worrying isn't serving us at all. And I know a lot of us, especially those of us with anxiety, you know, we hate the idea of not being in control and not knowing what to expect. But, you know, try to look at it from the perspective that, you know, maybe it's time to, to take a step back and relax a little bit and allow ourselves to have that freedom. It's almost like we now have no choice but to be present, right? Which is another very important thing when it comes to counteracting catastrophic thinking and also just being mindful in general. So in that sense, I think that's a good thing. You know, we're not used to it because we're all go-getters, we're always on to the next best thing and you know we're, we're planning we're, we're thinking of the future this and that but staying present actually allows us to enjoy the moments we normally overlook when we're too busy you know for me it's like I don't think I've ever 
I'll, you know, walked around my neighborhood this much and there's all these, these new things I'm noticing that I never did before. And so, you know, th- that's nice. So there are some silver linings out there. But now I kind of want to stop talking about COVID. I don't want to talk about it too much because I actually feel that most of the fears we have regarding the pandemic pandemic are completely rational. So I don't think it's fair to say that we're catastrophizing when people's health and jobs are on the line. So I'm going to jump back now away from that. I was only talking about it um, in the context of, I guess, you know, fortune telling and, and, and just showing that we can't predict the future, right? I'm just going to jump back into the more irrational fears that we can conquer if we change our mindset. So I covered a few strategies so far, which is we don't want to fortune tell, right? We want to stay present and we want to put our thoughts on trial. The other strategy, um, the other strategies I wanted to talk about was getting to the root of your fear to understand it a little better. And also think about the past times that you catastrophized, but everything turned out okay. So uh, I remember senior year of high school, I had a lot of anxieties. And I remember one really weird fear I had um, was about the internet, believe it or not. And I think back then, there was really only Facebook that existed, you know, and, and people weren't, you know, posting all the time like they do now, you know, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, we had iPhones back then, but I I just don't recall people posting like as often as they do now. But anyway, I had fears about my picture being online. I had fears about being hacked, which makes me laugh now because why would a hacker even waste their time with me? Like there's so many more important things you could be hacking. But anyway, I also feared about my information being stolen, um, being cyber stalked, being trolled. I mean, just imagine all the scary things the internet brings. Okay, I just feared I would be the victim of it. And now you're probably wondering, why would I be so scared and assume the worst? Well, a lot of the times our fears are rooted in things we've maybe seen before or maybe we've experienced ourselves. So for me, I think around that time, I just remember hearing a lot about you know, things like cyberbullying and identity theft and, and things like that around that time. And I think maybe subconsciously, I just wanted to avoid it. So one of the strategies I mentioned on my blog was stepping back from the fear and looking at it objectively. Now, obviously, at the time, I didn't do that. But now looking back, I can see that that was probably the reason it was self-protection. And that was something I did a lot when I was younger. So when you start feeling yourself really getting into the, the doomsday mode, I would highly recommend doing this. Step back from it for a minute. You know, step away from your fear and start getting to the root of what it really is. Were you triggered? Did you see something? Did someone say something to you? Did you have a past traumatic experience? Because if you understand where your fears are coming from, it's then a lot easier to overcome them. So now, as you could probably predict, none of those things... I worried about, you know, regarding the internet happened, you know, I I freaked out over nothing. And what's funny is I have more of a reason to freak out now, probably because of social media and just how everything's online. But uh, I'm I'm chill, you know. Um, Why? Because of my past experience of catastrophizing over it when everything turned out fine in the end. And, you know, this kind of became a recurring pattern. You know, I would worry so much about something and then it never even ended up happening. You know, I, I would fear going to a certain event or, or giving a presentation because I thought I'd do something embarrassing. Never happened. 
I would fear meeting someone because everyone would tell me, oh, you know, watch out. They're, they're really mean or they're very abrasive. And, and I'd meet them and they'd be friendly. So all these things I worried about just never ended up happening. And I just ended up wasting so much time and energy for no reason. So I, I would actually ask you to do the same then, you know, think back on all the times you worried about something and it didn't even end up happening. You know, try to keep that in mind alongside the other strategies. But <laughs> we have to talk about, you know, elephant in the room, which is what if the worst does happen? So, okay, let's let's talk about it. Let's talk about doomsday. And it's a funny thing because I've, I have faced this. I've definitely, definitely faced Doomsday a couple of times in my life. And um, I can actually recall recently two things from last year and one thing from this year. And I remember these three things. I remember thinking, if these things happen, oh my gosh, I will just fall apart. I don't know what I will do. Like, I remember having these thoughts like, oh my God, if these things happen, that that's it. That, the, my life is over, you know? And, you know, I, and I catastrophize. But what's interesting is these particular things, I actually didn't even fully believe they would happen. But I just remember thinking, oh my God, if these happen, like it would just be over. And um, spoiler alert, they happened. <laughs> and uh, don't get me wrong, I was very upset when these things happen. It was like worst case scenario, you know, but, um, I'm here, you know, I've, I've lived to tell the tale and that is something we need to remember. You know, remember when I talked about earlier, you know, how our deep underlying thought is that we're going to die somehow and, and that's it. Well, you've survived everything up until now. If something you catastrophize about actually did turn into a catastrophe, although it was probably very difficult, um, you know, you survived it. And that is perhaps one of the most important things to remember is that you are a very capable and resilient person. So we talked about a lot, but next time you find yourself catastrophizing and in, in, in going into that doomsday mode, just remember, okay? I think on my blog, I, I talked about <laughs> Santeria. Remember, you ain't got no crystal ball. You know, you can't predict the future. Uh, make sure you stay present whatever you think will happen, try to find the proof that, that try to find the proof, the evidence that, that this is going to happen. You probably can't, uh, observe where these fears are coming from and recall previous times you worried about something and it didn't even end up happening. And, and if it did, it, it didn't turn out as bad as you expected. So I really hope these strategies today helped. Remember it, these habits, they're not going to change overnight. You're going to have to keep working on it. And I, I know I still am. Um, but it's, it's definitely possible. So thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.